This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, happy Easter to all of you out there who celebrate. Spring is in the air, and uh, you know what that means. It's time for the Sunday Night Sex Show. (laughs) You know, we're going to talk a little bit about all of those sexual health issues that occur. You know, we don't have to keep this secret, even though I know sex is such a secret society. Everyone's doing it, but no one is talking about it except yours truly, of course, every Sunday night, including Easter Sunday on the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980. CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. This show, however, is more than a sex show, but I just try and seduce you to listen by calling it the sex show. But there's also information about health, love, your body, all sorts of things. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other, researcher, blogger, clinician, TEDx speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex and health. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies, just fearless, straight-up talk about sex and health. Hopefully you will find it illuminating and educational, get you thinking a little bit differently, perhaps outside of the box, and have a little bit more fun. So do stay with me. Put the kitties to bed, please. There will be uh, listener discretion is, is advised here. There will be talk about sex. So uh, there is an aspect of sexual health that is dark and dreadful, and that is sexual abuse, unwanted sexual advances, pedophilia, rape. Of course, for those of you who have been sexually abused, you are never far from my heart. I wish you all the best on your healing journey, and it is a journey. I keep you in my thoughts and prayers and uh, every single day, because every single day in my clinical practice, I come across at least one person, if not more, who have experienced sexual abuse. This month is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And the goal of Sexual Assault Awareness Month is to raise public awareness about sexual violence and to educate communities on how to prevent it. And so we have uh, a little education for you tonight on how to prevent it. And I'm going to be talking about an event that's coming up in Coquitlam. So do stay with me. Uh, And it might be something you want to join in. You know, you never know. If you want to meet somebody, go where the crowd goes, to the Silver Dollar Bar. No, Um, go where... (laughs) Go where people are going to be. Um, and, you know, if they're, they're doing good. They're doing a good cause, and uh, they're participating in a good cause, and you just never know who you're going to meet. So, you know, step outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that walk uh, a little bit later on in the program. No, actually, about 8.15, we're going to have uh, the founder of Walk a Mile in Her Shoes on the program. Good evening, Matt, how are you? And happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter to you as well. I'm so bummed out because <laughs> I had some Easter candy for you that I picked up in Quebec a long time ago. And uh, I'll tell you what it is, but I left it in the car. I hit a bit of traffic. <laughs> and so I'm going to share a secret. I had to valet the car at the Hotel Vancouver. And you're all probably thinking, oh, she valets. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, it's the best deal in town. You just go over there and say, leave it up the top. And they go, okay. <laughs> of course, they know me by now because I've been leaving it up the top for a long time now. Then you just tip them at the end. And often it costs you less than it does to park in the city. But so I was rushing because I'd hit some traffic. 
surprise, surprise. And uh, I was thinking, what have I got to get out of my car? And one of was your Easter candy, and it was emoticons of smiles. Because <laughs> awesome. you contribute so much to this program, it always makes me smile. Oh, thank you so much. So I'll have to bring that in next week. No if problem. I, hopefully I won't eat it between now and well, then. Well, you did give me some pretty tasty little chocolates. That, that kind of That's going to get me through the uh, next two hours. And so. giving is important, and we're going to be talking about giving and what that can do to you tonight on the program as well. You're probably all driving around in your cars after spending some time with the family. You're probably having a little fight, a little argument. Your sister didn't speak to me again. She's always rude to me, or your mother drives me crazy. She's always in interfering with our lives, or I don't want to go to the family reunion because they have way more money than we do. I know all these issues. I've got a large family, <laughs> really large Irish family. Uh, and so, you know what? Do, do any of these things really matter in life, that somebody has something better than you, a better house or a better car, or more money, they've amassed more wealth? You know what? It doesn't matter. And I'm going to review a study with you tonight that tells you what actually matters at the end of your life. So I do hope you'll stay with me for that. Also, I'm going to be talking about a new initiative that's happening in Kamloops around sexually transmitted infections. Woohoo! I think this is a great initiative, and it's always important to educate and to do whatever it takes. You know, I hear out there that people are not practicing safe sex, and it's time we did. Did you happen to see the Vancouver Sun on Friday, Matt? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah I saw. That. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, you know what was so nice was, um, you know, a bunch of friends. I, I I submitted an opinion editorial to the Vancouver Sun, and it got accepted, and it was published on Friday. And you know, a bunch of friends of mine texted me or emailed me, and that was so thoughtful. I'm giving my friends a shout-out tonight. You know, and a few of them are like, I had no interest in the subject matter. They happen to be guys. Uh, but still, nonetheless, I read it right to the end or, you know, joking around like, you're probably going to be so busy because your article is published in the papers. <laughs> Can you have lunch? <laughs> probably it'll take a long time anyway. <laughs> but you know what? That's so thoughtful and I really appreciated that. So I just wanted to give a shout out. And you know what? If you meant a lot to me to have people actually, I didn't realize people read the paper still, but it's online and it's all actually in the hard copy as well. The one that gets delivered to the door. So, uh, but I wrote about uterine fibroids and the impact that has on women's lives, especially at the busiest time of their lives. And I'm going to, we have an election happening right now and what prompted me to submit this piece, which I was just so grateful to the Vancouver Sun for publishing it, was a picture that I saw of President Donald Trump. Did I just say that? Uh, sitting around the table talking about women's health issues without one woman at the table. So uh, if you want to, you can go online and read the article or you can stay with me and listen to what I have to say about that. We're also going to be talking about uh, birth control and depression. And does it really cause depression? Uh, and what what is the best thing for you in terms of your birth control or any kind of treatment around hormonal treatment? Also going to be talking about men's struggles. You know, men don't have it easy, to be honest with you. There's this whole idea that men just have it all going on. They have all the confidence in the world, especially around jobs and dating and relationships and marriage and raising children and even being a, you know, having, being a parent. 
So there are so many issues. And men don't have the benefit, the same benefit that women have. That's why it's really important to have bromances out there, guys. Um, but, you know, women, men don't have as many friends as women have. And women, you know, we can just talk. Diarrhea of the mouth. You know, we, we can just talk ad nauseum, go away for a whole weekend with, you know, 10 women and never get enough chin wagging in. But, uh, and, and guys can't actually believe that, but you know, it helps to process. It helps to actually heal the pain, whatever you're going through. Women also seek healthcare much more, uh, frequently than men do. So we're going to be talking about some of those male issues. Uh, and it's, it's a, a bit of a silent epidemic about how men struggle. Those are some of the, uh, topics we have coming up on the program tonight. We're also going to be talking about consensual non-monogamy. I get so many emails, uh, and feel free to email me, sextalk at cknw.com, uh, or you can go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca, and and just contact me. But I get endless supply of information from all of you. Thank you so much. But so much about... Uh, your marriages and the sexless marriage, basically. And I did a TEDx Stanley Park talk last May 28th, which was published on July 7th, 2016, and it's had 2.345321 views, but who's counting? Let me just check again quickly for you. I'm just kidding. But you know what? It speaks to the fact that that touched a chord with uh, a lot of people. I get so many emails from people around the world. Do you know somebody in Phoenix who can help me with my sexless marriage? I've been in a marriage for eight years, and we have not had sex for five. There, it, the stories go on and on, and there's lots of similarities. It's not just women with low sexual desire. Many women will say, although it doesn't occur as often, but men, many women will email me as well about that. So something struck me. Uh, I came upon... Consensual non-monogamy. Are, are we really made to be monogamous? Is that what we were cut out to be? There seems to be a lot of infidelity going on there as well. Uh, and the internet, internet makes it so much easier to do that. So uh, we have lots of uh, different subjects coming up, some that are just a little bit more risque, but I'm going to let you put the kids to bed before I mention those. It's just a bit of a tease for hopefully that you will stay with me as I continue on my path of educating you about the best sex ever. Give me a call if you have any questions. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. That's 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, hosting this show for you. It's always my pleasure to be here with you. Happy Easter to all of you out there today. It's always nice to get together with family and share some little dinner and have a little Easter egg hunt. That's always fun, too. You can turn that into a little bit more fun than it was intended to be, if you like. All right. Uh, so this is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I always try and raise awareness about that. You can't do that by yourself. It takes a community. And I'm honored to introduce uh, to you and have on the line Bonita Zarillo. She's uh, 
Coquitlam City Councilor and founder of the Walk in a Mile in My Shoes. Hello, Benita. Hi, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for organizing this fantastic work. Now, is Massimo with you as well? I'm here, I'm here. Massimo Mandarino is also participating in this walk. Benita, tell me a little bit about this walk to raise to help to raise awareness about sexual assault. Yeah, well, it's an opportunity for men and women to walk together. It's a walk that's focused on getting men out and into the conversation around ending violence against women. So the walk is happening in Coquitlam at uh, April 21st, which is a Friday at lunchtime. And we will be walking a mile, and we're hoping to get some men out that will try and walk in some women's shoes. And uh, they actually have to walk in the women's shoes, right? They don't have to walk. Oh, darn. But we sure would love it if they would give it a try. Yeah, that would be good. Um, I think you should offer a big prize. (laughs) Whoever comes turns up with the best shoes and does the best strut, best catwalk, wins. Yeah, Uh, for sure. We've got some prizes, that's for sure. That's great. Uh, So, Massimo, what has inspired you to walk in this Walk a Mile in Her Shoes? I know you're a strong women's advocate. Uh, I am. um, I think over the years I've seen way too many of my friends, uh, both male and female, in in pretty rocky relationships. And over the last couple of years, uh, one friend in particular, which I think you've met, um, she was on the brink of actually almost taking her own life because of such a rocky marriage that she was in for 20 years. And it just bothered me. It bothered me to the core that... No one really in her family, no one really interrupted, no one, no one interjected and that mindset of not interfering in one's, you know, marriage. But when you're seeing what I saw, um, I had no choice but to kind of step up. And I think it's one thing to interfere in somebody's marriage, like the finances or raising of the kids, but I think it's something altogether different when you stand up for somebody who's being abused in a marriage. Um, you've also canceled your trip to New York to celebrate your 40th birthday to walk I in did. this event. Good for you. I Happy did. birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah, we were supposed to be leaving on Thursday um, morning, I believe, so I was lucky enough that uh, my travel agent, you know, did some miracle that I didn't lose uh, lose any money on my flight, so we're going to reschedule that uh, for next month. When, Great. Uh, Benita called me two months ago about this event. I I wholeheartedly wanted to participate, and then she told me the date. Well, the 21st is my birthday, and um, where we had this plan since last year, but it was that's, something that I truly wanted to be part of. That's what I like, a guy who makes a sacrifice. Okay, Benita, um, how many people are you expecting in this walk? We're expecting somewhere between 100 and 200. We have about just over 100 right now, and we anticipate that over the next week we'll, we'll start seeing a lot more registrations, and then we will see people show up on the day. Well, that's nice. And, you know, uh, lunchtime is a perfect time. And, you know, people who are at work, often people, you know, I said to somebody recently, uh, I'm, she said, do you want to finish the hike, go this way, the longer way, or the shorter way? I said, it doesn't matter because all I'm going to be doing is going to go increase um, – you know, take some years off my life because I had to go do some paperwork at home. And, uh, you know, it, it people work and they sit all day and they don't get up and they don't walk around. This is a great excuse not only to get up and to get out, get some fresh air, uh, talk to some other people, potentially meet some people, but also potentially add a few years to your life. Uh, that's That's a good way to look at it, too. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's stressful. And one of the um, work can be very stressful for people. And one of the issues that underlies 
abuse in marriages is unresolved anger, personal anger, internal conflict, shame, uh, not feeling good about uh, oneself, guilt, embarrassment, not being able to uh, have any insight, not being able to look at yourself and perhaps, you know, being perceived by yourself as imperfect in some way, having to control. And those are some of the issues in marriages where it, it can break down and that can lead to violence within the marriage anyway, or a relationship. And I think it's interesting too about the the opportunity to get out into the community. You talked about it earlier about getting out and meeting some people. There's so much research out there that says that the more connected you are to the community, the happier, the more fulfilled. So I think that's a wonderful opportunity too, as you mentioned earlier. That's right. Now, how do people sign up for the walk? They can sign up uh, uh, at Snapped Tri Cities online at Snapped Tri Cities. Is or it they can Snapped to, or S N A P P E D? S N A P D. Oh, an S N A P D. Yep. Okay. Tri Cities. Or they can just come down on the day. We will be at Coquitlam Center. We're starting to walk at Coquitlam Center in the northeast corner of the parking lot. They can come down at noon on Friday, April 21st. Perfect. Wonderful. I wish you the best of luck with that. And thank you so much for contributing to raising awareness about violence against women. And thank you, Massimo. And happy birthday. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Easter Sunday. I am Maureen McGrath hosting the show for you this evening. Thank you for being here with me. I Hopefully you'll be having a pleasant ride in the car home and not arguing too much about what went on, what went on at the dinner or what didn't go on at the dinner today or how this relative drives you crazy or that one does because all of it doesn't matter. Anxiety is the number one mental health issue in this country. And they say when... Depression is also incredibly common. When you live in the past, they say you are living in depression. When you live in the future, you are living in anxiety. When you live in the present, you are living in peace. I'd like to welcome to the studio Jacqueline Way. She talks about a way that you can live in peace every single day. She did a TED Talk recently. It is called How to Be Happy Every Day. It will change the world. Welcome to the studio, Jacqueline. Great to see you again. Great to be here, and thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm thrilled to be here, and happy Easter to everybody. Thank you so much. We'll just get you a little closer to the mic there. Okay, perfect. Um, so you, d- you delivered a phenomenal TEDx talk, Stanley Park, on March 4th this year, and you've had thousands of views, no surprise. Um, and you talked about giving. And basically, and every time now that I give or every time that I feel badly, honestly, if um, if something's bothering me, I think I'm going to give this to somebody. I'm going to do this for somebody. And and I think of you quite, quite honestly. Thank you. That's fantastic. You're welcome. Well, no, thank you. Uh, So tell me why is it that giving helps us to be happier because we often think if we amass all of these things and all of this stuff and we buy beautiful cars, big money wasters and all those kinds of things and we showed our neighbors just how much we have or what great promotion we just got or we got a raise or whatever, we're going to make us ha- we're going to be happy, but it doesn't cut it. It doesn't do it. Often people will say to me, I love the work that I do so much that people often say you don't get paid for it, do you? And they assume that I don't. And you know what? Part of it, it's like, to be honest with you, some of it I don't. And I'm okay with that because I love it so much. Unfortunately, you got to heat your house, put food on the table, you know, blah, blah. But I love it. It's not about the money. 
It's about the work that I do. You know, they say find your passion, but giving, you know, and I, I'm giving every day. I'm delivering information. I'm trying to help people. And it, it leads to happier life, apparently. So tell me how that happens. Well, I think one thing that people don't realize is that one of the biggest factors in our world, world, and over 1 billion people suffer from anxiety and depression every year. The World Happiness Report has done a huge study on this. And one of the ways that we can truly be happier every day is by giving. And I have an organization called 365 Give, and what we do is we promote and uh, we inspire people to give every day because we understand what we call the science and psychology of giving. And most people don't realize that giving actually reduces anxiety and stress. Our bodies are actually hardwired uh, to, to, to give. It's part of our humanity, as we like to call it. And so our body naturally reacts when we give every day. It reduces our anxiety, and it reduces our stress, and it makes us naturally happy. So I imagine it releases some neurochemicals in the brain, decreases cortisol levels, absolutely uh, lowers raise, your heart rate and blood pressure. It does. It raises your serotonin. Uh, which is our, literally our body's happy transmitter. Uh, and one of my favorites, of course, is our DHEA. And this is our bodies. For those of you that are looking for your natural anti-aging remedy, this is your body's natural anti-aging remedy. So people that are more compassionate and more giving have two times the level of DHEA than, than people that don't. And so, so people that are more keep... compassionate and giving have twice the level of DHEA. Absolutely. The other thing that happens is our oxytocin rises. Well, those, for those of you that know it, this is our cuddle or our love hormone. So when you give, and it can be simple. It doesn't have to be large. It could be picking up garbage on your beach as you're walking our beautiful beaches in Vancouver. Uh, it could be helping an animal. It can be helping a stranger. It can be kind to somebody at work. It can be gratitude. It can be compassion to a person. It can be compassion to our planet, which we need so much of right now. And this will increase your oxytocin levels, which will increase the feeling of love in your body, which, as we all know, will ultimately make you more happy. Now, people who are miserable, I've noticed that they kind of go inside of themselves. And it's all about them and their unhappiness. And so does giving take you outside of yourself, so to speak? The way that we like to look at it is that when you give back, and, and we always kind of like to put it into categories. So we say when you give back to the planet, even if you are very much inside of yourself and as far as you get is walking down to the corner store and you don't want to see people, you don't want to engage, you don't want to go volunteer, you haven't got money to donate, do other things that will take you out of your shell. Because as soon as you start doing little things, and if it is something that is as simple as picking up garbage, you will instantly get an endorphin rush into your body. And to me, that's what will start taking you out of your shell because it creates an awareness of the world around you, your community, and starts to make you more about something not about yourself, especially if you're in a state of depression. That's what we need to do is we need to focus on something that's not about us and where we are, mm -hmm. but we need to focus on those outside things in our world that need us more than we do in some ways. And how about those people who are just like, well, I tried, I picked up the garbage and it didn't do anything for me. You know, they have no sustainability. They're not, they're not, they're not persistent. They're not going to carry on with this. They want, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because they picked up a plastic wrap on the beach. 
Well, you know, we always say it's not just once. It doesn't happen once. You have to train your brain to literally become a daily giver. And that's why we say daily giving versus just a one-time donation or a one-time volunteering. And money's not really it, is it? Because it's so easy to write a check. It's so, I mean, it's nice, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm sure your organization will take all (laughs) the checks. We would be happy to take your money. (laughs) No problem. But that's pretty easy to write that check, make that donation. But physically doing, physically thinking of somebody else, compassion is the word that you've used. And I think especially in volatile relationships or where there's been abuse, because we are, this is uh, April is uh, sexual assault awareness month. Um, You know, there's no compassion there. And, you know, if you thought of what you are doing to the other person, might that stop you? Absolutely. Absolutely would. You know, we actually recommend to people is that you start a list. So think of just five things or seven things, something that would get you through one week. Very simple ways to give every day so that you start training your brain. You start making a daily habit, literally like brushing your teeth. And we can automatically then when you're walking down the street and you stop and you just say good morning to a homeless person, maybe buy them a cup of coffee. You don't have to give them money. Mm-hmm. It's that compassion. It's that sense of humanity that you make a connection with another person. Show them that you care. And does it have to be somebody that you know or does it work the same if it's somebody that you don't know or it does it works matter? the same whether you know them or not. One of the ways that I like to start my day every day so I'm starting with a daily give is I'll wake up and I'm an early morning person uh, so if you get one of these for me tomorrow morning, you'll know at 4 a.m. who it's from. Fantastic. Is, is, is I will send a note of gratitude. And gratitude is another great way of doing it. Find somebody in your life. And every day, start your day off thanking somebody for something they did for you in your life or just thanking them for being in your life. You know, Easter is a great time for that. Reach out to your family that you didn't see. Reach out to your mother. Reach out to your dad. Maybe that sister or brother you didn't talk to, that long-lost cousin. Send them a note. Find that connection in your life and your world with them. Thank them for just being part of your world. Okay, let me ask you something. Somebody suggested that that I do a gratitude jar. And uh, I thought that's a cool idea. I'm going to do that because, you know, we all have tough times in life and we all face challenges. And then the idea is you um, when you're when when times are tough, you take out your gratitude little papers that what you're grateful for. And at the time, it seems a little gamey. But, um, you know, and then you it remind you to be grateful for the good times. So what do you think of a gratitude jar? Well, we actually have something at my house called the 365 Give Jar. Now, I'm a mother to three little boys. And so what we do is every time we do a daily give, we write it on a piece of paper, we put it into the jar. And along with that, I actually give my boys a dollar that also goes into the jar. And so what we do is at the end of each month is we will take that money, mm-hmm. uh, we'll take go through our gives, look at our daily gives, what we've done, so they understand the impact that they're having, even if it's in small ways with their community or at school. Or their um, brother. Or their brother, <laughs> and it's really as simple as sharing with someone, especially with little boys. <laughs> right. And and so we collect those, we collect, we collect our money, we'll yep. go to the recycling depot, we'll hand in our bottles, and we make a donation. And that's our donation. And so what we find is just collecting and honoring what we do every day to give back to our world is just a really wonderful way of reinforcing those small ways that you can impact the world around you. And, and in order to forget, I love 
loved your story that your dad, who was a physician, brought you in on Christmas morning to see the patients and sing carols to the patients, which I'm certain lifted their spirits, and also your son, Nick, who you you and Nick started this together. We did. So my, you know, I'm not going to sing a Christmas carol with everybody tonight. Well, it's I a will. little too Easter. <laughs> I'll take any <laughs> time to sing. if you watch my sing. TED Talk, I do sing it live on stage. So. Do you know the way to San Jose? That's not Christmas. Anyway. <laughs> so what I did when my oldest son, Nick, uh, turned three, I decided I was going to do one thing to give back to him every day for a year. And that's where our name 365 Give came from. And we started a blog about it so our friends and family could just follow along. And it was amazing how instantly people from all over the world started engaging with our blog because they were inspired by Nick. They were inspired with the little things that we were doing every day to give back to the world. And people just... They need it. Our world just needs these positive stories. They need to know that they can make their own contribution when there's always, honestly, something pretty horrible going on in our world one way or another. Oh, and, and this all is the, the time. way that we can we can fight the negative news and we can fight what's going on in our world and we can fight it in our own little way by just contributing. Because the other thing that giving does is it causes a ripple. And it causes a ripple in, in two ways, not only from the person that's giving and the person that's receiving, but anybody that actually witnesses it, happen, witnesses it happening, it causes a ripple out to them. And they will get that spark of happiness the same way that the giver and the receiver did. Nice, nice. It's, it's nice to witness uh, random acts of kindness, I will say. So if, if folks want to uh, view this TEDx Stanley Park Talk, and I suggest you do. It's called How to Be Happy Every Day. It Will Change the World. It's by Jacqueline Way. Jacqueline, thanks so much for coming into the studio. Thanks for sharing your awesome, inspiring story. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Take care. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Uh, uh, I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you, as I do every Sunday evening, including Easter Sunday evening as well. I am here live in the studio, as is Matt. I'm feeling terrible, Matt, that I couldn't give you my emoticon chocolate Easter egg candy. I'm so upset at myself. So I wonder if that actually dr- lowers serotonin levels. <laughs> <laughs> Guilt. <laughs> and you got nothing to be guilty of. Just sing that to me, please. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a song. <laughs> You've got nothing to be guilty of. Our love will climb any mountain near or far. No, it's not appropriate for you and me, but it's <laughs> those are the words. <laughs> anyway, not appropriate for you and I. Did I just make a grammatical error there? Anyway. All right. So, not sure if you are aware of this, I think you are, Matt, but that I actually uh, set up the Women's Health Initiative Network. It's a national not-for-profit organization uh, for, to raise awareness about these taboo subjects that I speak about on this radio show and in my daily life. And they impact your relationship, your marriage, your sex life, your quality of life, your career, uh, parenting. It can impact, some of these issues may impact uh, your ability to work, child care, finances. The reach is far and wide. So when I saw that picture of Donald Trump, Mike Pence, uh, the son-in-law, Jared Kushner, 
and the rest of the the other cronies. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys in the room signing legislation about women's bodies, women's health. Like not one woman there. How disrespectful is that? Because women allegedly are second class citizens. Women don't matter. Women shouldn't be at the table. I beg to differ. So I actually believe the voices of women need to be much louder. And ladies, you need to join me in this fight. I can't be alone on this. Uh, uh, so we have an election coming up, and I'm encouraging you to talk about the distinct health needs of women to improve lives. Ladies, we need women at the table, okay? We need women to talk about women's health. And the areas of the Women's Health Initiative Network are what I call it WIN. WIN.ca is the website. Um, but the areas of uh, the medical conditions that the organization covers are vaginal health, sexual health, uterine health, and bladder health. Who talks about that at the dinner party? Nobody. Okay? It's like, hi, how are you doing? Well, I'm leaking urine. How about you? Well, I have a dry vagina. (laughs) All's great. (laughs) In my world, yes, I have a uterine fibroid. I'm bleeding, so I hope I'm not going to sit on the white chairs. (laughs) Anyway, that's terrible. But it's true. And so we don't really talk about it. We don't share. What drives me crazy is women don't share these stories with other women, even, unless it's really private, very quiet. It's someone you know really well. It's very secretive. It's clandestine. So I'm speaking about them because I'm a loudmouth. I'll talk about anything. (laughs) I will, because it actually leads to more productive and successful lives for women. Women can have stronger social engagements when they are healthy and well. I mean, the other thing is, you know, women don't want to hang around with women who are always complaining or moaning about their health and not doing anything about it. Then there's also the the woman who has nothing to do and she's constantly going to the doctor about nothing. But anyway, that's another another segment. Um, But if we actually treat women's health differently, start doing research on it. And I'm actually doing a research study, a consumer study. It's going to launch tomorrow. Uh, It's actually on the website now. So you can go to the website now if you've ever had uterine fibroids. And you will... Now, Matt, you can't enter this contest because I know you haven't had uterine fibroids. But they're too bad because I'm actually giving away if people... uh, Because you know me, I like to... I actually like to give... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why my serotonin levels are through the roof. <laughs> but anyway, um, you, you actually, I'm giving away, not tonight on the program, you have to fill out the survey, which is on whin.ca. And if you fill it out, and you're a woman, and we're going to check that, uh, and you've had uterine, well, no, no. It's a women's health study. Anyway, it is a women's health study. So it's about sexual health and vaginal health and bladder health and uterine health. Uh, so if you fill it out, there is a chance you could win an iPad. And I went for the top of the line iPad. I, of course, don't remember the name, the number of it, but I was just like, what's the most expensive iPad by Apple? I'm getting that one. So that's the one that's actually going to be that you have a chance to win. And the contest is only going to be, it's not a contest. It's actually a survey. The survey is only going to be open. I'm the worst salesperson ever. <laughs> I should not be allowed to do this. If you the, the questionnaire will be open for about two weeks, two weeks and a day or two. And you, uh, so only two weeks do people get an opportunity to fill out this consu- consumer survey on women's health. 
And then you get your name put in. Well, if you send me your email on that, there's a question at the end. Put your email down. And so if you put your email down there, not down there, if you put your email, uh, write it in there, you have a chance to win a fancy schmancy iPad. Can you name an iPad, Matt, that's like a, a good number one? I can't remember the... I don't even know what the name of my iPad is. <laughs> oh, it's like the top one. A, a mini. I've got an iPad mini. Oh, it's something. not a mini. I went for the Maxi. I have a mini too. No, I went for the big one. The Maxi, is that a real thing or you just make it up? <laughs> I just made that up. But <laughs> it's the more expensive iPad one. I didn't cheap out. I could have gotten two like minis, I suppose, but I didn't do that. Um, but anyway... So this is important, uh, this particular subject. So, for example, if a woman has um, bladder prolapse, so her bladder falls down after she has a baby or during perimenopause because the estrogen receptors have decreased in the vagina, it's called genitourinary syndrome of menopause, and your bladder falls out, you, there's a, you can have surgery. Everybody knows about that. But surgery has its risks. But something you might want to try first. Oh, we're going out to break. I didn't realize that. I had the wrong time. Anyway, I'm going to continue talking about your bladder falling out when I come back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.